Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Grammar Girl here. Today's topic is how to hit the right tone when you give characters accents and dialects. Guest writer Charles Carson writes, To flavor a novel and provide authenticity, authors often use dialect in their written dialogue. But the use of dialect in writing is tricky, and if you don't use care and sensitivity, it may backfire. It may say more about the author and his or her assumptions than about the characters, or it may distract readers to the point that what is being said is overshadowed by how it's being said. First, let's talk about the difference between accent and dialect. When we talk about a person's accent, we're referring to how they pronounce words. So when Eliza Doolittle sings, Just you wait, Henry Higgins, just you wait, she's using standard English with a Cockney accent. Accents are caused by interference from one's native language, as with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who speaks with an Austrian accent, or by interference from one's native dialect, as with Holly Hunter, who speaks with a Georgian accent. Both speak accented standard American English. When writing for a character with an accent, it's tempting to render the character's speech phonetically using non-standard spellings. However, this practice is risky and should be avoided unless you specifically want to emphasize how a character speaks. First, there's the question of how accurate to be. The more accurate the phonetic spelling, the more frustrating it'll be to read. Most adults read word by word, not sounding words out letter by letter, so forcing adults to sound out non-standard phonetic spellings would slow readers down, potentially irritating them, and thus distract them from the actual story. Second, if you decide to render one character's speech phonetically, what about that of the others? In Gone with the Wind, Margaret Mitchell uses non-standard spellings for the speech of blacks while using standard spelling for whites, even though the speech of both groups is phonetically very similar. Earl Conrad argues that Mitchell is typical of white Southern writers of her day, who employ dialect to reinforce the erroneous belief that blacks are inferior, that their speech is so bad it can't even be spelled properly. Finally, don't use non-standard spellings for common pronunciations such as gonna, G-O-N-N-A, or gotcha, G-O-T-C-H-A. These pronunciations are present in all dialects of English, so there's no need to distract the reader by drawing attention to them. Another option for communicating a character's accent to readers, which I recommend, is to use standard spelling alone with a description of the character's speech in the text introducing the character. One might write, her roots in the South were evident in her slow, melodious speech while using standard spelling when writing out her speech. This method is much easier for the reader and avoids inadvertently stigmatizing a character. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day Savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch. Buy bags for just $10 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, it's Mignon. Do you need a new literary show to add to your podcast queue? 
Well, then you definitely want to check out Missing Pages, the chart-topping and Signal Award-winning podcast produced by the Podglomerate. Back for a brand new season, Missing Pages investigates the most pressing topics in the book world today, from the rise of Colleen Hoover and book bans across America to the world of ghostwriting. Not to mention host and acclaimed literary critic Beth Ann Patrick interviews some of the biggest names in the industry, like New York Times bestselling author Jody Pico and Publishers Weekly co-editorial director Jim Milliot. And as the Washington Post and The Guardian said, Missing Pages is a, quote, must listen. And I agree. So don't miss out. Follow Missing Pages today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening now. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries, so you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart, every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi. Dialect is about what words are used, how they're pronounced, and how sentences are put together. For example, use of the word pop to mean carbonated drink is characteristic of the Midwest dialect. When caught and caught are pronounced the same, that's characteristic of Utah speech. And use of the construction might could in sentences like we might could meet for lunch next week is a feature in the South. Standard American English is itself just another dialect. When writing for a character who speaks a non-standard dialect, in addition to dealing with the spelling question, you have to be sure to get the grammar right. The phrase non-standard grammar may sound like an oxymoron, but non-standard varieties of English are also governed by rules. After all, for communication to happen, there must be collectively agreed-upon rules underlying all language. The majority of grammar rules for someone's native dialect whether standard English or a non-standard variety, aren't taught in school. Instead, they're formulated unconsciously at a very early age, based on patterns in the surrounding speech. Even before children start school, they're able to form complete sentences. They use suffixes to make nouns plural and to make verbs past tense. They invert word order to form questions, and they negate sentences with no and not. And while we might not be consciously aware of all these rules and can't explain why a sentence sounds wrong, we still recognize a grammatical error. The same is true for speakers of non-standard dialect. If an author writes dialect dialogue that will violate the internal rules, at best the character will sound inauthentic. At worst, the writer will be criticized for stereotyping or presenting a caricature. For example, speakers of African-American English add the word be before a verb to indicate that the action is habitual or ongoing, 
The sentence, he be sleeping on the couch, means he sleeps on the couch on a regular basis. Well, he's sleeping on the couch means he's sleeping on the couch now. People trying to imitate African-American English in speech and writing often overuse this grammatical form, which linguists call habitual be. Instead, they insert it in front of verbs throughout without realizing their mistake. To sum up, if you're going to write in dialect, make sure you know the rules of that dialect so you don't insult your readers, and be conscious of how non-standard spelling and dialect might influence your readers' opinions of your characters and of you as the writer. Also, thanks again to Charles Carson, Managing Editor of the journal American Speech, for guest writing today's episode. Finally, please send your questions to feedback at quickanddirtytips.com or call them into the voicemail line at 206-338-GIRL. We also have three relatively new shows at Quick and Dirty Tips, The Sales Guy, The Small Biz Tech Girl, and Make It Green Girl. Check them out if you haven't already. That's all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.